Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. George's Rod and Soft, the official podcast of the Church of St. George the Martyr in Kales River. It is the Feast of Christ the King. I am Lindsay Shooters, your host on this exploration of faith during this time of continued crisis. And I'm joined as always by the rector of the parish, the Archdeacon Rodney Whiteman. Feast of Christ the King, and you are delivering some impressive quotes here, sir. Um, the theme you have extracted is he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We will hear more about that in the reading um, in the Colossians passage. But this this quote by by Stanley Hauervas, Hauervas, I imagine. Hauervas, <laughs> yeah. The church is, the church is cons- constituted as a new people who have been gathered from the nations to remind the world that we are in fact one people. Gathering, therefore, as an eschatological act, as it is the foretaste of the unity of the communion of the saints. So eschatology is the theological study of like end times, like the deaths and, and that, the like the where your soul goes and like all of those sorts of things. Why Why are you bringing such big words to us? <laughs> Good morning to you. Really thanks, uh, Lindsay. Morning to you too. I, um, I, you know, um, there was something that was I, 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 that I was challenged by many years ago when Desmond Tutu was the Archbishop of Cape Town, newly Archbishop of Cape Town, and we used to have the the um, Good Hope as the as Diocese of Cape Town's newsletter to the the people, and. Um, and he wrote whatever the Archbishop was for that month. And then he was challenged, I think, at chapter uh, that he was using big words in his um, in his you know message. And Desmond then wrote publicly the next uh, letter telling, I will not lower my standards simply because I need to help raise the standards of the people. I need to challenge people and they need to go and, you know, learn. And so is the role therefore of a leader um, also to expose people to, I put it in inverted commas, knowledge that they perhaps haven't heard of through words um, and through as you you know, very wonderfully explained what eschatology was all about. So yeah, I I I I keep being challenged by that statement, Desmond. That you know, we don't just um, we don't allow our people just to stay where they are. We we hoping to help them to grow in their understanding. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, all all these courses designed to do that. Um, Although social media has ruined that fact for a lot of us, we we are now all able to just spew our most ignorant thoughts. Um, and yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a strange thing that's that's happening in the world now with the collapse of of Twitter under the the watchful eye of our of our the son of our soil, Elon Musk, um, where his 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 ego and his own ignorance um, about like kind of the the social cohesion that exists within that space and like what really has elevated that space 
as being such an important tool within the discourse as well, especially for like politicians and journalists and um, where he his understanding of it was, was something completely different. Um, and talking about people who understand things completely differently, um, there's the Jeremiah passage, which is chapter 23, verses 1 to 6. I'm going to go down to verse 5. Um, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal, wise, and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. Lord is our righteousness. So this is kind of prophesying um, the rise of Jesus. Um, this is full-on Messiah territory that we're in now. Uh, but it's an interesting kind of idea where Jeremiah is now interpreting this message and talking about a king and still talking about like, judgment and righteousness well well judgment is, is the word at that time zero in on there because like jesus didn't really come out and judge anybody did he no that's you know um i was um i was asked to a chaperone if that's the right word a, a colleague that came from india um and um taking him around cape town and then when we we're talking just you know simply talking and i sort of brought up the favorite um, text is well known is always john 3 as well that he gave his only begotten son and then he said yes but we shouldn't read 16 without reading 17. yeah so 17 says <laughs> sent his son into the world not to condemn it but to redeem it so that that sort of um messaging there tells you um that in the zacchaeus story earlier on uh, this is the son of Abram, and today the son of man comes to seek and to save the lost. So, so where does judgment feature would be then not on people, but on the action of sin that we are all, that we are, you know, seemingly um, deprived by. So, um, so yes, it's not to judge people. Yeah, indeed. Uh, <clears throat> but the act of sin also is 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 another. Um, I, and I'm happy that you 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 led so beautifully into that because that does deal with with kind of what's what's in the gospel message, um, which is Luke chapter 23 verses 33 to 40 34 verses 34 to 43, um, and this is obviously Jesus is on the on the cross and it's that famous quote of like Father forgive them for they know not what they do, uh, but at the end obviously as the exchange with the other prisoner, um, so the one criminal. Uh, us, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us, uh, because obviously they're eating the sign, Jesus, the King of the Jews. And then there's that whole thing of truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And here's like a murderer, like someone who's been accused of like a heinous crime. We never really figure out this conflicting reports of like what the other kind of prisoners were being hung for. Um, but it's something terrible. Like, <laughs> It's either a rapist or like yeah. a murderer or like something because um, the Romans the Romans did did deal out deal out the crucifixions um, quite willy nilly but they 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 try to keep it to 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 just the the real scourges that they they really can't live with they can't integrate back into society um, and yeah there's full on salvation moment and forgiveness um, just through repentance so like there's absolutely no judgment even on sin. And then when you approach it by the fact that Jesus 
like the 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 words is the the whole purpose for him dying was was to die for humanity's sins um so he's like taken all of that on his shoulders and completely absolved us of all of all wrongdoing and then kind of moved us out of condemnation and into the opportunity of salvation i'm saying us almost as if i'm like really believing this sort of thing i had a lovely conversation with my wife last night just defining where i stand with my agnosticism where it's like i do believe that there must be something greater than us i don't know what it is i refuse to define it right now until we have more evidence um but like i don't believe that that jesus was the son of god but i do believe that he was a very important um philosopher who walked the earth as recorded in multiple texts um at cross reference across different cultures um but where 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 are we now so we have this 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 idea of judgment that still toxically creeps into every facet of like church and christianity and religion um even last night i was having a chat with with a 10 year old um where i'm staying here and and i was asking her oh they they lost the tv remote which is like a weird thing like all week they've been looking for it and i've been convinced that she's hit it and so she was like <laughs> swearing on god and i was like so what happens if 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 you're lying it's like then i'm lying to god and then i'm like and then what happens and it's like then you punish me and i'm like oh, well, why do you think you would punish you so <laughs> like the kids are, are, are still having this idea because obviously parents are using it as a crutch to to keep them in line sorry about that <laughs> uh how do we approach the the concept of judgment like in 2022 knowing all we know knowing what we've discussed throughout like the the life of this podcast it's very very interesting that um you know when one thinks about when jesus came uh, according to mark's gospel um he comes and says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand yeah so he calls us and the message of the kingdom the rule and reign of god is to call us into repentance so that's the opportunity of us um so for example it is very interesting that when we when when the guy finds out who he is hanging next to yeah. says to him um i'm i'm not because he must have had some recall of the narrative of jesus going around whilst he was doing whatever bad things he was doing um and then appeals to jesus to remember him so when he when he says those words jesus remember me and she says i will you will be with me in paradise so is are those words are those words jesus remember me a way of saying i'm sorry for the things that i've done and so jesus says today you will be with me in paradise as the full assurance of forgiveness so now you say when we perpetuate bad behavior um disrespectful behavior is it a judgment from god a punishment from god that's going to fall on us um the one whose whose lips and mouth and heart says repent for my kingdom is at hand the call the invitation to turn away from sin because he came to seek and save the lost and so um so if we perpetuate in our ignorance if we you know this kind of way of bad behavior and attitudes and so on 
Um, do we therefore face the consequences of that behavior? Not because it's a punishment from God, but it is a result of bad behavior that there's going to be consequences we have to face. As in every other thing, we have to face consequences because we're choosing to reject a message that says forgiveness over against the, 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 the you know, the Sinatra song, I did it my way. Mm. So are we not? inflicting judgment upon ourselves it if we go back to the to the old testament reading it about uh, I, i'm going to destroy these guys why what's the reason that destruction will come up on them because of your evil deeds now what they were doing to the flock uh, as leaders um religious leaders and 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 um, other forms of leadership in that community was not as God desires. So should should they not be, uh, there should be a, a, a warning spelled out, um, you know, uh, you make the law by driving in the zone over, over 60 as determined by the, the law, then are there not consequences? One, you could cause an accident and kill yourself, but you probably take others with you. So we're trying to avoid that. But if you don't want to live by that law, then the consequences is that you brought it upon yourself. Indeed, indeed. But like those laws are kind of a different understanding. So there's there's all these conflicting ideas of uh, around the word law, where like Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And then we conflate that with like the Roman Dutch law and then like the constitutional laws that like we've all kind of agreed on through. Uh, yeah, that's a weird statement because you didn't actually mm. agree on it. You just voted for like the people who would then represent you um, in parliament. Um, and then they will appoint the judges who will then scrutinize the law and according to the constitution and then update the constitution very, as like new president comes. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. But very interestingly, uh, based on just what you're saying, there, there was, I was listening to um, a news clip from, uh, uh, from America where they, uh, where they were interviewing a, um, a, a mayor elect and in the San Francisco area. Yeah. And she said, um, I'm going to serve in this way so and teach that we need to hold one another accountable. Yeah. So I think that for me sort of put the cherry on the cake, you know, that there's a, there's a level of accountability in life and the, 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 the consequences of not living your life in an accountable way means you causing like for example you know if a priest misbehaves one of the the things that could be brought against them is bringing the church into disrepute now some form of discipline now is discipline the same as punishment is is it the same as being judged and therefore punished um but remember this is this is someone Who's, who's contravened like the constitution of their job, like the the, the code of conduct that they've signed up to, uh, sure. to to be part of it. Now we 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 moving this concept into the realm of like 
heavenly things that we can't see that yes. we, that we yes. have no evidence of and now we like construct the moment you start constructing and this, this is like one of the, the fundamental issues that that faces humanity um is that in the past our our laws have been based on on this this concept of like invisible things that no one has an understanding of no one can define um yet through these ancient texts that were some of them written by absolute like just fanboys um a la paul uh where, where we now basing actual things that govern actual people's lives on this and this is why you need to move into like a moment where we have like democracy um where where the romans actually kind of had it right um like i'm talking about ancient rome like julius caesar sort of things where they had a senate and like they knew that they were serving like elemental gods you know and they understood inherently like there were decisions made to have a group of people who could who were appointed by like people from various districts um and would speak on behalf of people and make decisions on behalf of people and actually have a discourse a, a, about something and come to a consensus which they would then codify as law um yeah the moment you're handing that off to like something that no one can really agree upon because there's no like strong evidence for it um like basing your your laws on 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 god and like dishing out punishment because of what you assume um like god would want you know <laughs> your interpretation of like a flawed text um that that is deeply problematic and it's 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 a plague on on humanity that that has persisted through the years i i think there's always going to be a desire to organize uh society in a way of of a, in, in a disciplined way and that each of our citizens are going to have to be responsible to make it a peaceful uh, coexistence but there's a breakdown somewhere i mean to such an extent that some governments institute uh, you know martial law uh means you know the police are all hiking or cutting you and your misbehavior and they'll yeah. pull you up for anything in certain societies <laughs> alternatively in our society like now policemen and traffic officials and politicians all those who are making laws and are supposed to <clears throat> enforce them pardon me are corruptible so they break law yet they are meant to enforce the law now now what what was what was in so attractive about the 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 commandments the 10 commandments what was so attractive about christianity that constantine would institute it as a as a state religion um why, why was what was the 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 understanding of using as in your words that which is seemingly abstract we can't identify yet The, the, the scripture the 10 commandments and all that is is accredited to the, the divine being accredited to the god who is mystery and yet very very revealing of god god self to the world um jesus comes and i mean i would really want to say that uh, if you are if you just bringing the uh, jesus to be uh, a prophet um a philosopher um then literally with 
he, he was living a way of life. I mean, you catch it in the Lord's way. Kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what was the will of the, of, of the creator God for our, co for our coexistence um, in, is in the person of Jesus. Colossians points that out. You know, the Gospels point to that. And the, the Jeremiah passage looks to the shepherd um, whose leadership gives the flock uh, um, confidence to follow because his leadership is about the, 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 the love, the forgiveness, the mercy, the grace, the understanding. I mean, uh, if you're going down to look at how um, sheep are, you know, it's, it's uh, sheep come across as being more ignorant than goats. Um, and yet that metaphor is used um, to, to describe just somehow how easily we can lose our way, how fragile we are. Um, and how, con uh, and how people like Constantine, sorry? it was that he already had a flock that was um, so easily influenced by, by the words of someone who they, they never met. Um, a, a large part of the populace. I mean, Nero tried to try to burn them all. <laughs> to quote a, a phrase from yes, and his madness. From uh, yes, um, and and yet it it, it still grew because it grew in persecution. Like unfortunately, um, we are people of of <laughs> of chips on our shoulder. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but but as you say, we, we accomplish I mean, more out of revenge than we do out of out of faith. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm 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 having to I'm presenting today um, to the lay ministers um, the, their need to understand what the Bible is and what the role of the Bible is and all of that kind of stuff. And you know what struck me squarely in the face last night as I was reflecting as deeply as I could was the yeah. work of Jesus according to Luke, where he says, sorry, according to Matthew, where he says. Uh, in response to the question about, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And here the whole essence of, of law comes in again, not just from a political, not, not just from a spiritual perspective, but for the whole of life. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law prophets. So, therefore, to emphasize the, those two commandments, as the message of the new of the new covenant, the message of a call to love God, who loves us, and a call to love one another. Then, when we go back and say, but ultimately, this in terms of the giving of the law and the prophetic message that was that 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 that, that highlights the Old Testament message, and that ongoingly that would be, as it were, the governing principle, if one could put it that way, of better words, that should be in the minds and hearts of all of us. Um, you know, you look at this, he's lived a life of a criminal, probably his choice or maybe circumstances forced him into it. We don't have enough. Was this that one moment in all of his life where he, he was confronted by the presence of somebody, not necessarily by the words of, of Jesus, at first, it was the encounter. Uh, what made him look to Jesus and say what he said? 
when the other guy was saying something different in the same circumstances why why in the face of the of his death and a very cruel one at that did that come into account now either this was a very brilliant storyteller that tried to floss us or this is perhaps one of the best one of the best stories ever told is therefore based that on that in that very um painful death shadowing a moment um god god comes to the fore as the one who says i do not want anyone to perish i do really not want anybody to die uh, and not having been given an opportunity to be engaged and encountered uh to to die in their in in their um you know in 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 their misery um yeah. that that with me this was yeah. the opportunity and that you know i'm more and more drawn to the fact that perhaps the very first words from the cross was father forgive them and was that perhaps demonstrated uh, even more so by that encounter with this criminal on the cross so so why are all these things that which helps our society to grow yet it is also because of i i don't know what this is and you you said it earlier on how how you know how bad we can become even the bible message becomes a, a tool of divisiveness because of interpretation because yeah. of yeah. of certain influences over against the next i have issue with people who seek to read the bible so literally that they want to see history in all of it indeed and they want to emphasize every word i i really by the understanding that that is asking a question to clergy being ordained and in our annual renewal of our vows do you believe that all of scripture contains everything that that is needed for eternal salvation contains it but that does that mean every word as these people who say the bible is inerrant you know we then rob the bible of its the centrality of its message the call to love the god who loves us and seeks to redeem us and for us to live in love with one another um that even law and prophecy that's the um the central message now coming back to to the debate around you last week i was thinking when you again mentioned about the agnosticism that you uh, uh, you know that you define yourself by in terms of a belief system um i was thinking and i went just to look it up easy perhaps a christian agnostic oh um, then be fighting it he holds he holds the principle that jesus taught love love and love um i think that's a, a hangover of 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 my past which has been indoctrinated in in christianity <laughs> but um yeah like i said i i drive with the philosophy i I, it's interesting that you're presenting to 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 lay ministers today because I, I I find 
Okay, uh, yeah, let's let's go full throttle with with the judgmental. So like you get like the the new apostolics, right, where the the priests and stuff don't really like go study and get accreditations and stuff. So they kind of teach amongst themselves and people move up through through the ranks. And those are like lay ministers, effectively. So yeah, you have a group of people who who have an understanding of a faith of their faith, right? That is in more times often than not flawed um where it's still maybe that idea of the bible being inerrant um there's this a lot of those kinds of societal beliefs so they've they positioned themselves and and i mean no offense by by any of this i mean no malice this is just me and my crazy thoughts um i'm not attacking anybody <laughs> personally um it's it's just one of those things that i have observed about humanity this is just my observations um so they they they've reached this point where they they have this deep connection with the faith or at least their understanding of what the faith is and thus they believe prepares them better to like enter a deeper relationship um and then start passing on um like their that feeling within them they have this i mean we 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 a a social people um humans are, are social animals so you want to share your personal your personality your 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 life experience with other people so they want to now share this feeling that they get when they engage with their faith with other people um and and with with all the the best intentions but they lack the critical thinking that is forged in the theology the theology classroom that is forged in these kinds of conversations where you enter into a into a rhetoric into a discourse where you are not assuming anything and you are really trying to gain knowledge from somebody else and then respond with your own knowledge and maybe arrive at a consensus at some point although we hardly ever <laughs> arrive at a consensus <laughs> yeah um, right so so do you think like the lay ministry is actually kind of dangerous or do you do you cuz cuz it, it can lead to when when not managed correctly um it can lead to like perpetuating a lot of like the the false beliefs um within the faith and the more more toxic kind of beliefs or do you see like it as an opportunity for you to kind of have a broader influence on the cultural understanding of of christian faith uh, look i think that in all walks of life you have people who um are professionally involved with um with careers and stuff like that in the life of the church it's about ministry and it's about service to god amongst our fellow men and in the life of the church there is the centrality of the worship in our case of the triune god and the events that unfolds as a part of the revelation of god to to us a revelation of love through creation through the person of his son jesus christ and uh, the events on on christ and then the uh, coming of the holy spirit and the raising of the church to be the body that operates as part of god's mission to the world 
um uh so so it, so the, so therefore within the understanding of lay ministry is the understanding of the people the whole people of god the greeks would have it um and every person baptized is therefore baptized into mission the mission of god's love to the world and therefore has a particular role to in their lives the confirmation you know lord um, by your holy spirit you know empower this your child for service so lay ministry um is 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 the 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 understanding is that in baptism all of us are ordained um and so lay ministry is the form of ministry that is offered from people in a lay capacity um with training with formation with education um we 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 we, we jesus called the disciples in the way of ministry now often you know we get all flagged down by titles but if you look at the word disciple for example it is one who follows jesus then says when they arguing about positions in mark yeah. 10 uh, this is not how we are meant to serve uh, the son of man came to seek and to save as the son of man um, came to serve and not be served and to give his life as a ransom for many so following any step is not a title it is absorption into his life and therefore to be part of what he was doing to the world to to serve um to seek and save you know all of those things um go out into all the world, the great commission for example these are things that we are all involved with but in various capacities so somebody has not heard a call to ordained ministry full-time pastoral care and all of that kind of stuff is in in support ministry or in well more than support ministry part of the ministry of the church uh, through which and if you go to our our playbook uh for me beauty the middle all people back to god and to each other in jesus christ how does the church fulfill this mission through the ministries of all our members who are the ministers of the church bishops priests deacons and laos the people of god and so they share we all share in the ministry of jesus in various capacities no one better than the other because all of it what if you if you've got the the title of calling to be a bishop or a pope you it's a it's about serving and responsibility in caring rather than a title yeah but, uh, but there's, there's, there's training that that comes with that there's there's an understanding of the training. role that you are taking there's there's the responsibilities that come with that role like i'm i'm mentoring um younger um writers uh i'd refuse to call them junior i made that mistake yesterday actually when i called them into a meeting I refer to them as juniors. Yeah, so I'm mentoring um, some younger writers uh, in my job, and these these are journalists, and they they train journalists. They all have like degrees and stuff. Um, and now that comes to the the idea of them pitching stories, and me not just assigning stories to them all the time. And the one young lady 
slips in and she's like, no, but um, like, how must the pitch look? I always struggle with these things because at varsity, we get taught to, you know, have the angle, um, have a list of sources and all that thing. And then I stopped there and I was like, you know what? At Varsity, they, they teach you that so that you know how to think about your job. You know how to think about developing a story. Like in the workplace, I am way too busy to like sort through like the standardized email from you, like a form of like all this sort of thing. It's like you bring me the idea. I'm I'm respecting you as a professional um, mm. to have done your due diligence. Um, I will just ask like who you are talking to, um, to, to get the story, like to go on record. And then we develop the story um according to like the tone of the, the website and stuff and then you go out and you do it and then we go through the editing process where we knock it into a shape that will you know achieve all of our objectives um and and i was telling her they only teach you that adversity so that you know where to start from so that you have a process um to begin developing on that you have a, a solid foundation and, and like those fundamentals and it, it's important to to highlight especially in, in the training phase the actual responsibilities and not just responsibilities as in duties as in responsibilities to the community to the community that you are are, are entering into like the the broader how you fit into the puzzle of like the broad organization and how the organization then fits into the puzzle of like society um, and then the responsibilities on you within that and and like with journalism it's, it's easy to draw a a comparison with with ministry because like you kind of dealing with the same level of social influence where People in the pews will be sitting looking at like these lay ministers who are robed in white, um, black once a year, um, and they have this this aura about them um, that is almost priestly. And you have, and I'm going to say it because I'm just lacking a better word right now, but you have like this ignorance, um, or at least some people will have this ignorance where they will equate that person in that robe speaking from like a pulpit or reading from the Bible or something. And then like in personal life, they'll think that person is a better kind of example of what the Christian should be. They play they, they, like better Christians than, than they are. And they'll be more receptive to like whatever messaging like comes out of that person's mouth. And without that understanding of that influence that you carry, um, it, it can be a very dangerous situation. Well, it's even dangerous to ordain people who evidently have fallen through the cracks and, and, and produce ministry whilst they priests and even bishops that destroy rather than build up. So fundamentally, we could we would say it's important, you know, we've got a we've got a workbook that is called in our diocese workbook for theological education. This is now across the board, inclusive of any ministerial responsibility lay people may have. But, you know, even if you don't exercise any ministry in the church per se, in the pews, there's got to be a level of wanting to be theologically educated. Now, when we speak about theological education, we look to scripture, we look to the study of scripture, we look to the themes that scripture raises up. We look to things like, uh, ethics and all of those kind of things that would, uh, you know, pastoral care um, flowing from the, the 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 basis of scripture and the early church. What were the things that were needed? How was ministry be understood? 
How do you proclaim from an ancient text into a modern society a message of hope if you don't understand a little bit? Because we always have to be learning. We've got to continuously be students. So people in the pews must also desire theological education. Yeah. But theological yeah. education doesn't stand alone. Theological education goes with, you know, various forms of discernment, such as I have a sense that I'm called to be a priest in the God's church. So I'm discerned on a particular level. Now, things like, so what was my maturity to that level in all forms? My faith, the management of my money, my family life, all of those things. You know, when I worked, um, those kind of things are reviewed as part of the discernment process. Um, and, and, and so when it comes to lay ministers too, discerning process goes through because we can't just pull anybody from the street and say, you'll be a lay minister without the discernment from where, where the person is currently in order to, to introduce theological education into the person. But education cannot stand alone. There's the implementation of what you learn through your example of your life, because I mean, any form of education is a transformation for our lives, gives us a better way of thinking, gives us new perspectives. Um, yeah. As you yeah. university teaches you this, but in the implementation, the real world says, and, and such as the, so, so a priest, for example, can't say, I don't have a sermon today, but I'm going to exegete the passage with you. Exegesis happens at your desk where you're praying and working through the text in order to or say, on Lord, what <laughs> Or on the podcast, yes, this is part of exegesis <laughs> and hermeneutics as well. You see, and it's oh, a big words skill. there, big words. I don't even know that one. Hermeneutics <laughs> is like to understand the text. Oh, uh, yes. is, to, is to look at the text in its context. Yeah, and I, to, I know the look at that. I, I, didn't, I didn't know the, the other one. <laughs> okay, so so hermeneutics, I mean, these are things not to run away from because you can simplify them. It's a big word. Go to the dictionary. The thesaurus will tell you the breakdown. We know we need to do the energy. We need to do, I mean, modern day people talk about, did you do the research? Well, that's what education teaches you and based on theological reflection. So, but theological reflection doesn't stand apart from social context, both then and now. Uh, and, and so, but, but our workbook goes on to say, and ministerial formation. So it's education and formation. And and so through through I mean we, we, we are always being formed by context, by exposure, by experience, formally and informally. Your role as mentor is to assist with the formation of younger journalists to bring them into the real world and how they can use their 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 uh, educational formation into the actual uh, workout of what, what their job is. So too, we share in the ministry of Jesus. What do we know about that? So we've got to learn through theological education and ministerial formation. Now, ministerial formation, for example, when I was uh, uh, selected to go to a seminary, I was um, sent to 
a seminary where I could live in residentially. In order for me to develop in a form formative way with theological education, what the rhythm of a priest life should be. And in yeah. our context, it was, um, you know, certain things that they looked at. So, for example, um, pray, <coughs> pardon me, rest, um, play, uh, study, um, you know, and work. So there was a rhythm that we had to learn, like with, with any, any study, any, any educational formation gives you a rhythm. It starts from a particular point of introduction to where at the end you now deliver a thesis based on introduction and everything else you learn. But, but you are now beginning to formulate your own understanding of things. So yeah. through education, it's also a level of formations. So, for example, when the parents and godparents are told that a baptism through your example, prayer and teaching, raise this child. So we are inevitably helping with the education and with the formation of young children into credible human beings based on their God-given talents that we need to grow and, 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 and give them a sense of self and their potential to offer something to the world that makes the world a better place when they leave it. So, so, so yes, I think that people in the pews m must not be inactive. The, the pews doesn't mean you must sit and do nothing. We have a responsorial worship style, worship way. So you are invited into uh, the celebration of the presence of God when we say the Lord be with you or the Lord is here and you hear that and your theological uh, education and formation would have thought who is this God's presence why is the presence so important yes I want God to be present so I respond and I say and also with you now what's the implications of those words because now we need to take it to the next level. If the presence of God is celebrated in a church service, is it because God's presence is everywhere in the world? How is God present to us? And 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 then it also challenges you and me about being being present. We are present to God, to our to our spouses, to our children. You know, uh, it's about availability. Um, but all of these things need understanding, needs for us to be formed in, needs because when, how will maturity happen if all of those things are not done? But it does mean that we must take seriously what the baptism promises are. Will you raise this child by your prayer, your example, and your teaching? Um, and when parents say we do, then there's a, a period of commitment in the baptism service where we now pay allegiance to Christ um, through the creedal statements of faith in which the child is going to be, 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 be raised. But now your teaching as the parent is not just about the, the spiritual stuff. It's how the spiritual interacts with the, uh, with the secular, with the, um, um, the material you know, um, 
how we're meant to live. And of course, here we draw on mysticism, we draw on um, ethics, we draw on, you know, the whole question of what does it mean to be a good citizen? We draw on the issues of justice and peace. Yeah. So, 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 so education and formation are important and it's not for those only who call to be priests. Formation must happen from conception. In Ooh, all that's, that, that, that's a dangerous road to go down. Um, to <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that's a loaded statement. And I think that is a good place to end this because I know you're a busy man um, and, and I, I am in challenging situations uh, myself. Uh, but thank you very much for this conversation. I need to stop it there. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, because that, that conversation is going to take another hour. <laughs> Thanks, Lindsay. Appreciate you, my brother. Be thank safe. you very much. And thank you very much for listening. As always, the the choice passages are in the podcast description. Um, we didn't touch on Paul's letter to the Colossians because... Well, he spoke about the invisible God and his own like fan fiction around um, that kind of relationship between between God and Jesus. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm just happy that 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 the rector of of St George's St George the Martyr in Kales River is not churning out uh, more more Pauls and is actually putting some thought into preparing um, them in the in the lay ministry. And and we appreciate um, your service because. Even though I may not believe the same things that you do, I, I, I respect your, your position within the community, um, trying to uplift, trying to, to inspire, trying to be, be an example um, of, of Jesus' philosophy of like love and inclusion and acceptance. Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, all the blessings to the fam to those who tune in to us. <laughs>